Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast. Cousin Sal coming to you live on a Wednesday morning. My God, the news is fast and furious and here to help us get it to you. Spaghetti and meatballs behind the glass. Babyface Joel Salmon producing this disaster. And as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek. And Martin Weiss. I don't know where we want to start. We have Sarah Tiana and Bumper Pool. They're going to be on. I think they're engaged now. No, Sarah is married to the world champion Atlanta Braves. She cashed in big yesterday. We're going to talk to her. We'll talk to Bumper. But I think we start, guys, with the big news. Isn't that how usually these things go? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you want to talk about Miles Garrett being PFF's oh, top no, no, ranked no. pass rusher of <clears throat> no, week no. eight. No, right? not is that. that it? Is that the... Because that, that, this one is for Miles. So. That, for sure, that's for Miles. But I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers out with COVID. Oh, 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 right. Casey was minus one. Fandle.com slash extra points. Now favored by eight. He makes a seven-point difference. It was going to be interesting to see how the Chiefs were going to win and not cover the minus one. But now we, we can't. We're not privy to that. I guess they could have had a push. Either way, my goodness, what is going on? And now the big controversy over the summer Aaron Rodgers alluded to the fact that he was vaccinated, although he answered the question in the press conference that he was immunized, right? Why can't I say that word? Immunized, which meant in his mind he had had COVID-19 before, so he's covered. Good Lord, Sheck, there's so much to unpack here. I'm immunized uh, if we do it game show style is what is a lie, apparently, right? (laughs) If we're playing his favorite game show out there. Yeah, crazy, and we'll see what this leads to because if he, in fact, is going out there and and it's all on the assumption that he was that he was vaccinated, and I'm not having the debate about whether or not you should or shouldn't. P.S. You should, um, but <laughs> under the protocols, if he's out there doing the stuff and doing press conferences and you know close contacts yeah. and all that kind of stuff, and it's all a lie. I mean, I wonder if he's going to get suspended. And I love the. I, I love the Packers, right? Uh, let's get to the end of the story here. Sunday in football terms, I love the Packers plus eight. Oof. If this is the end of it, if that, but right. that's the you're you're making a you're you're making a, a calculated bet right now. If you if you're taking the pack plus eight, because this may just be the tip of the iceberg in that line. Could be room, a right? ton more guys there. Yeah, it could be a domino effect here. Martin, I don't know. I, I would say this is not the time you want to get COVID if you're uh, Aaron Rodgers and let the backup, Aaron Jordan Love, have a crack at the Chiefs defense on a short week. You know, we saw they held their own against the mm. Giants, but we've also seen them come apart and Jordan Love could put up four touchdowns Sunday. Yeah, I don't know if there's ever a good time to get COVID, yeah. but definitely right now is probably not a good time. I want to know though, like, how would how what how did they check for it? How did they check for his vaccination status? Right, because we know Carson Wentz isn't vaccinated because he wears a mask on the sidelines, and we've right. heard all about it. We heard all about Kirk Cousins. Like, doesn't who has to who's responsible here? Is it Rodgers? Is it the Packers? Because he should have been wearing a mask. He should have been socially distancing. Like people. People really should have been retweeting his John Wick costume and being like, look at this unvaccinated jerk at this Halloween party, right? Yeah. Isn't that how the timeline Oh, he's going to get things? crushed now. He's going to get but, crushed with that lie for sure. I mean, that's, uh, you know, he can't just play football for one with. There's always got to be something with Aaron Rodgers and 
and the Packers. It's unbelievable, the news cycle here, uh, what goes on in the in the NFL. But, Shaq, yeah, you mentioned it. Maybe Halloween is just for kids. <laughs> yeah, this is maybe this is the time. I need to seize on this opportunity and really, really uh, pound the table on this one. See, this is why... Let's leave it to everybody, you know, 16 and under. How about that? You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm in a generous mood. I'm going to allow it for, um, for all the college kids who are microdosing and all that. You mm. guys. But after that, it's got, we got to put a hard and fast line in the sand here. No more of this jive. And then, of course, you have the Odell Beckham melodrama. His old man tweeting out <laughs> videos disparaging Baker Mayfield. Oh, and it then LeBron, LeBron coming to his defense, like uh, like Obama uh, <laughs> pushing for Biden and during the last week. It really was something else. And now, now Odell is sitting out practice, took a personal day. It, it's, it just begins, right? Well, I feel like it, this is the this is the ending of it, right? Like it's been percolating this entire time with Odell and Baker, and like that video is eleven minutes long. And yeah. football plays, you know, guys, they're only like six seconds long a piece at max for eleven mm-hmm. minutes through four games. And I'll, I'll be honest, if I'm Baker <laughs> Mayfield, I'm pissed off because there's no way. I was telling you the other day, he had to play. He's not the franchise quarterback yet. There's no way. Any front office can can sit there in good conscience and offer me forty million dollars after watching that tape. No, all they're going to hear is everybody hurts in the background as they, as they say Baker, here's your contract. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh man, so much in football and the, and the Henry Ruggs thing I'm, is unfortunate, and that seems to be like uh, buried with all the new the new news. Like it's really something else. But uh, to get back to Rogers real quick, he is eligible. The Raiders I, did, for the record, yeah. kick him to the curb. Now they they did oh, that's release yeah. him. Yeah, they, they released him last night. Um, the Rogers thing, he's oh, back eligible Saturday night, uh, ne- uh, next Saturday, right? Uh, leading up, I mean, we could see a Geno Smith versus a Jordan Love matchup. That really testing your quarterback saturation theory there, Sheck. If Rogers, now that's the whole thing, right? If he had been vaccinated, the difference is he only has to produce two negatives to play again, could possibly have played this week right but with the lie and everything else now we have to wait till next week and still has to the test uh, negative it's really something else the ins and out and betting on these games is ridiculous martin you going chiefs money like either way this no, hilarious I, result i've already bet on this game sal i bet yeah. on this game on tuesday when i was yeah. sitting up with mm-hmm. tj recording the lemon pepper parlay podcast i said i don't see a reason how the chiefs can beat the packers now when i was doing that of course i assumed that aaron Rodgers would be there and then, quite honestly, when he tested positive for COVID this morning, I still assume that Aaron Rodgers would be there because all he has to do is produce two negative no. tests in a 24-hour span, right? He should be fine. He should probably asymptomatic. But, no, I've already bet on this game. I feel like it's probably money down the drain. I do like Green Bay plus eight and a half, but I've already got a ticket on Green Bay plus one. I, oh, I'm not – I just – I can't do it. I can't do it, and this is the one time – I love betting early in the week, and I feel this is one of the times that it has completely royally screwed me. First of all, the prayer's up to Cole Beasley, who in hindsight probably is kicking himself. Wait, I should have just said that I was vaccinated this whole time? Oh, yeah. man, well, I could have gotten away with that. Apparently, the the protocols and all this stuff are, are jive. You just have to say, 
No, I, I did. No, I, I did. Don't worry about it, everybody. And apparently people take your word for it. Yeah, I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a teaser now with the Chiefs. I don't know if I put them with the Cowboys or you put them, you know, you pay a little more. You put them with the, hmm. the Bills over the Jags or something. But the Chiefs can't blow this, you know. Obviously, this the Henry Ruggs news is good for the Chiefs. Um, not, not for anyone else, obviously. This, um, obviously, uh, Aaron Rodgers going down is good. They've kind of, this is kind of their week. And uh, but do they blow it in typical Chiefs fashion? Because none of us like what we saw. We came in at halftime Monday night. We had our reservations. I think we gave you all losers for the second half. Sorry about that. Um, but for God's sakes, uh, it shakes up the NFL yet again right here in the middle of the season. I mean, I, yeah, uh, uh, for sure, this is um, potentially massive for, I mean, you know, we're immediately jumping into when there are other concerns. And I feel like we have to do that or people get on us so, some portion of social media and otherwise will no, get of on course. Us. how dare you turn it into a football conversation um that know. you know that's what we're here to do but i mean in terms of the nfc number one seed standings this is potentially significant and obviously on the afc side of things in football terms this might be this might grease the skids for the chiefs this might be the difference in them getting in or not in a team that's obviously a little bit flawed this season if they can get over on jordan loves packers this week that might be the game that they look back on and say that's how we got into january here yes exactly i, right. I tell you this right here right now if they lose this game to jordan love <laughs> all right listen cancel it christmas could happen. it really could happen i also want to say very quickly too the other victim of this is our conversation that we could have had about national sandwich day there there's so much news going on in sports. We can't get into the game of life, specifically the delicious category of sandwiches. Best in the world. Sandwich day. I'm sorry. You have to be put on the shelf because of selfish Aaron Rodgers. I hope That's you're true. happy, Aaron. That's true. Yep, for sure. All right. I just want to, we have Sarah Tiana in the waiting room here, okay. and I don't want to make her wait too long because uh, who knows? I mean, she's probably, she's been up all night. Who knows how much uh, consciousness she has left. I do want to mention our arcade, extrapoints.com slash arcade prop culture October edition. The winner was Joe Mechtenberg. That was a tough one, too. We got nine out of 10. It was Succession questions, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Hershey Stock on Halloween. He nailed nine out of 10. Good job by you. The college pick'em was won by Adam Kowalski, 13 right. NFL prop quiz, Brad Heyman at seven right. The winner, NFL pick'em, Paul Frong got 11 right. They will all receive a golden hat courtesy of Extra Points. It's extrapoints.com slash arcade. All right, let's bring her in. World Series recap. The Braves win it in six. Seven nothing whitewash. My goodness. All right, if you heard a crazy person screaming last night in the L.A. area, there's a good chance it was her. I'm not sure if she has a voice left. We're going to find out after her. Atlanta Braves won the World Series. But here she is, comedian Sarah Tiana. Congratulations, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. That was a cough because I smoked a cigar and drank a wow. bottle of Dom. <laughs> and uh yeah definitely i don't remember going to bed uh chris said that he put me in bed and dressed me uh yeah my son woke up with his hat on this morning with oh, his braves great. hat on yeah so it's like yeah it was kind of a cre- i don't remember anything you know what? What's like sad is you don't remember anything, but and their son's not going to remember either, right? He's just too young, <laughs> no. just uh, like a couple of years too young to remember. So you're going to have to do this again in two or three years. But we have, I think, footage <laughs> of um, your celebration 
I feel like oh, you yeah. knew it was going to happen because unless you had just been recording um, for months and months and months, but this shows <laughs> me that you were pretty confident that they were going to get the last out at some point. Let, let's show it. Let's see. There we go. We got it. Oh, yeah. This is it. Nice setup, by the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah. Ah, look at him. <laughs> oh, my boy has no clue what's going on over there. No clue. What's wrong with mama? <laughs> oh, no, mama passed out. What's wrong with her? I think she had a stroke. <laughs> hey, I think, I think I since you're outside and drunk, I assume still, it, are you near a car? Go flip it over real quick. That's what people do. <laughs> oh, yeah, in, do in that. In situations like this. You, you're, you're imbued with special powers when your team wins. Go see if you can flip over a cop car no. or any other car right now. I'm not a Philly fan. I can't, uh, I can't get, like, w weird Philly strength and flip over cars. But I would if I, if I thought I wouldn't hurt my back and not be able to celebrate the rest of the week. <laughs> Sarah, seven. Guarantee a Georgia Bulldogs victory right now. This is this is your moment. They cash in all chips right now. Go bet the Bulldogs number one, right? Uh, Hank Aaron was not a Georgia Bulldog, so <laughs> I feel like you know the spirit of Hank was with us all night, and uh, yeah. So I, I I'm just very excited. The last time the Braves won a World Series, I was 17, and I had not yet experienced defeat, so I had no idea like how cool it was. I was like, yay, this is awesome, but nothing like it is today. Like, not when you've been a fan for so long and cared about them for so long. And, like, you know, you live and die with every pitch all year and you see your your star player go down. It's like, it's it's been quite the year. So, very proud. Very yeah, that's it. That's it for Ronald Acuna, right? You got to get rid of Ronald Acuna. You have to free up that money. You don't need him. You were better off without him. <laughs> that, that's how it turned out, right? No, I'm not getting rid of Ron. No, he has a long. <laughs> yeah. We we gotta we gotta find money for Freddie though. That's for sure because he's due for he's his his contract is up. Yeah, so sure. he's definitely the face of the franchise. I was gonna say, when did you know that it was uh, that you had really had a shot? Because I mean, you were 500 through what 90 games of the season. Yeah, like so. When did you know that this was real? Or was it till that ground ball final out? <laughs> still doesn't. It know. was definitely. <laughs> Doesn't feel real still, um, but um, I think once we kind of we had a, a really long winning streak in September, and we when we got Rosario, things kind of started to change, and then it just felt like the team was different. It felt like the team believed in something, and um, yeah, I don't know. And then like I saw the Phillies start declining. You know, like we were only like one or two games in front of them, like most of the year. Um, and then we were also nine and a half games back, I think in the middle of the year. So like, I don't know, we started winning at the end of the games, uh, instead of losing the end of the, the, and <laughs> the seventh. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I just saw a change then. And then, you know, we made the playoffs and I was like, I really didn't expect us to go that far. It just felt like without a Cunha, I don't know. I just wasn't sure. And I was like, it's a long road. And then we went through Milwaukee, which is where Hank Aaron played. And I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. Right. And then we went through the Dodgers. Like, 
like they were children and it was great. <laughs> and they were like such crybabies about it. Like they always are. And they're like, well, we don't have all of our players. I'm like, neither do we have our, like, we don't yeah, right. have like, like four of our starters are not on the team either. We had to go out and get somebody. Maybe y'all should have done that too. And, uh, and then, you know, the Dodgers were, you know, where, you know, Dusty Baker came from to play with the Braves. And so, you know, then we end up meeting up with Hank's best friend in the world series. It all just felt like this, like Hank Aaron, uh, final chapter. Really crazy. Really crazy. Yeah. I, mean, I think that that play at first with Max Fried, who, by the way, had his pitching woes the past two games, was not expected yeah. to. Uh, by the way, the fact that he lasted six innings, I, I commented on this yesterday. We may never see that in a World Series game again, where a pitcher, a starting pitcher, they yeah. allow him or her, mm-hmm. however it may be, to pitch six innings. My God. I mean, what a thrill. We'll never see anything like that. But that play at first where he stepped on his foot and that, that kind of turned him around. I felt emotionally. He got charged and, uh, and, he and threw he the wasn't fastest coming back pit. from that. Yeah. Yeah. He threw the, his fastest pitch all year uh, mm-hmm. after, right after. after that. He was right. so angry and pumped up. And then his best friends uh, from high school who also play in the majors, uh, Lucas Giolito, who plays for the Sox, White Sox, mm-hmm. And uh, Jack uh, Jack Flaherty plays for St. Louis. They all went to Harvard West. Like they were all on the same team. Those two guys were there in Houston last night. It just felt like he had like this extra charge to him. And, you know, Snicker, our coach, constantly changed up the lineup every night. Uh, he was always keeping Houston on their toes. And I think pushing Ozzy Albies back to the seven slot took some pressure off of Ozzy. And like he ended up hitting great last night. So it's all just about, you know, it, it really felt like Snicker was playing chess and everyone else was playing checkers. And the fact that he conceded game two and game five just like was throwing guys that I, d- I didn't even know were on the team uh, from, you know, up to pitch in like the seventh, eighth and ninth inning. It was like, OK, clearly, like he's just saving our arms. Like he's like, you guys can win this one if you want. We're just going to when our bats are hot again, I'll put in our real guys. And it was great. And it gave everybody, it made everybody feel like they played in the World Series. So that was also cool. So, I mean, obviously a big move that you guys didn't mention was replacing Matt Ryan as the closer. Um, But, (laughs) you know, beggars can't be choosers. You wanted to see a victory here. Um, Is that, is that, uh, was that the ultimate way for it to close out a fly ball? What what would have been your preference? A, A ground ball, as we saw at a shortstop, a strikeout. What's, What's the perfect image to win the World Series? <laughs> Sal, we saw Jesse Orozco fling Beautiful. his glove into the air and it never came back to the ground. Uh, Tiana, <laughs> any thoughts? I love that it went to Dansby. You know, I feel like Dansby, mm-hmm. you know, grew up like a mile from where the stadium is now. He's a Georgia boy. You know, he went to Vanderbilt. Like, he, he you know, it just kind of felt like, yeah, it should go to him. And then it ends up in the glove of, the guy that's been through thick and thin with us, Freddie Freeman. He's the last person to touch that ball, rightfully so. You know, I, I was thinking about you and blowing a seven nothing lead. Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to bring up the negative, but like Atlanta's yeah. been through their their share of terrible comebacks uh, at their expense. What would that have you? Would you have been able to watch the game tonight if they had blown a seven nothing lead and Astros force a game seven in the juice box? Probably not, uh, right? No, (laughs) I mean, it's like you that honestly, it felt like 
the the longest, heaviest weight got lifted off of my shoulders when we won that game last night because it just felt like we won a championship. It wasn't during a strike year. You know what I Like, it was just like all these things, like, mm-hmm. it's not an asterisk. We did it, you know, the good old-fashioned way. We did use a lot of our bullpen, you know. It just, yeah, if we had blown that, and I was very prepared for that. As an Atlanta fan, you're like, doesn't feel like enough runs. Doesn't yeah. feel like enough runs. It never feels like <laughs> enough runs. You know, when we closed out the Dodgers, we won by two runs, and that definitely didn't feel like enough runs. Um, well, and- you know what? We're, we're burying the lead here. Uh, <laughs> I know I yeah, owe you, you money. Are. You came on yeah. last week, and I said, I'm going to give you $50, a free bet on MVP, and you took Jorge Soler. And I kind of laughed at it at the time. He was... Mm-hmm. 33 to one odds. And I hadn't heard anyone speak of solar. And then he ends up like leading off. I feel like you had some premonition. You were talking to Snitker. You, you knew what was going on. He blasts a monster home run in game one. Another one yesterday that still hasn't fallen. Bottom mm-hmm. line is I owe you $1,650. Ooh. And I have it. I'm going to count it out here. One, two, three, four, five. I don't know if this is legal on, uh, on the web. Seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. I'll give you 17. I don't know how to get this to you. Can I pass it through the screen? What do we do in, in, in 2021? You'll have to give me your Venmo. I later, mean, I right? can come and pick it up or you can Venmo me, whatever you want. <laughs> you're, in, you're in no I'm condition to, to drive. I will drive right to San Manuel Casino. <laughs> There's a, I was worried you were going to uh, lose it on the Falcons this weekend. That's the only, that's the only stipulation. <laughs> no. Don't bet that stupid. See, I never bet on, I never bet on my own team. So right. for you to like, after that, I was like, yeah, you know, like I threw out Solaire because he has been our leadoff hitter all year. Yeah. Uh, and you know, he cranks them out and I saw his batting practice <laughs> at Astro stadium where he hit one through the window Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, oh, that's be cool. And literally the very first at bat in the World Series, he hits a home run. And I was like, wow. And then he kind of like quieted down. And then the last two games, he's just been great. So, yeah, I know. I got very lucky. You didn't even give me any other choices. I, you were like, do you want to hear it? I'm like, no. Just yeah, no, you knew right away. You jumped right on it. It's a, a spectacular analysis and everything else that went in it. And now you get to get, what are you going to do with the money? Uh, I'm going to spend it on me. I'm going to spend it on world series merchandise. There you go. Uh, and that's it. I'm just going to buy world series merchandise. I think worth more than the money you won, but although you could practically spend that money and, and, and achieve this buy the little boy, lots of Braves gear, this victory, yeah, right. as you live with our pal, you live with our pal over there. Who's a Red Sox, a Boston sports diehard. Mm-hmm. This gives you a gigantic edge in the race <laughs> for his heart. Right. I mean, for oh, the rest, yes. the, victories like this at a very young age can define your fandom for the rest of, uh, of your life. And right. I think you need to outfit him with a lot of world championship <laughs> gear, right? Very much so. Yep. I got it. I'm definitely ordering it all today. He's going to have, he, his Braves hat now has a lot of mashed potatoes in it. So oh. we're going to make sure <laughs> that we, um, 
get him some new stuff. I would like to wear that hat. If you would, if we could make a trade, the 1650 for the mashed potato hat. I think, um, I think that's fair enough. Let's market that. I like that idea. A hat filled with mashed potato. Forget the one that has the beer thing in it at the game. I'd love a hat way in the middle of the game. Like, Ooh, mashed potatoes. I'm hungry. Yeah. That'd be nice. Excellent. I always love seeing those guys at the games that have the hard hats on. Cause you're like, Oh, clearly you got the nachos and now you're wearing. (laughs) Right. Right. There's nothing else. Those guys are my heroes. Very resourceful. Well, Sarah, thanks for yeah. coming on. Um, go to sleep for the next uh, two to six weeks. And uh, we hope to talk to you soon. Congratulations. I'll get this to you. I'm sure there's a Western Union by you within about 11 <laughs> or 12 miles that we can make this yeah. transaction clean. <laughs> thanks for having me on. Thanks for making me place that bet. I'm you very excited. All, All right. right Take Bye. care. Good job by you. All right, Sarah. Well, $1,650 coming her way, guys. I'm not sure. I, I hope it works out for her. I've seen this before. These Hollywood types, they get a hold of money, and it, it just it kind of they spiral out of control. I don't want to be a part of that. Should I not send her the money? Yeah, teach her a lesson. <laughs> I was about to say, you know, I, I'll take care of it. I'll, I'll make the decision for you. Oh, you'll if, do if it? You're okay. re- if you're really uh, on the fence. You know what? I'll hand you the money and uh, you bring it to Sarah or if you feel she's not ready for it, you keep it yourself. We'll keep it in a trust. I mean, she's <laughs> obviously out of her mind. Um, <laughs> intoxicated with that, Victor. All right, let's take a quick break. All right, college football, guys. The top four is named Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, and Oregon. Now, there's a caveat here, right, Check. I know you discussed it with Jeff Schwartz on minus three. Oregon's got the number four, but it doesn't seem like there's any way Ohio State is not in over them if they run the table, despite the fact that Oregon beat them earlier in the season. Am I reading that right? I think you're right, but also... And, and and again, this vexes me to no end. And there's already some buzz out there that even if Georgia beats Bama in the SEC title game, they're going to send two lost Bama there over mm-hmm. Cincinnati or Oklahoma. Or like, what are we doing if you if, if that ends up going that way? Um, I think we all, the bottom line is we all must be Georgia fans. Let's back Sarah Tiana's uh, favorite college team sure. and, and root for the dogs to knock the tide out here so that we can see. But specific to what you're talking about, Michigan State and Ohio State are going to go head to head. And so that eliminates, you assume, one or the other. So that's right. a short term issue for Oregon. And if Ohio State beats an undefeated Michigan State team, then they will rightly be there. That the idea if they though, beat them, but then lose the lose the championship game, then they have two losses. I know we're getting ahead and of it's ourselves. It's a mess. Yeah, right, you're no, you're absolutely right. And of course, I'll still tout Cincinnati as being worthy. If Wake goes undefeated in the ACC, which is not a garbage conference, it doesn't have a juggernaut at the top of it, but it still is pretty. You know, it's a legit. I mean, it's a Power Five conference. What are we talking about? Hold on, I thought I thought Eddie Spaghetti posed a good question to you, and you didn't really answer it. How could you say Cincinnati if you're undefeated? That's how you do it. I don't care about these SEC teams. Either you're number one. If you're not number one, you're out of it. I I, I don't really understand that at all. It's like you you have two kids. Sorry, only one of you gets to eat in this household. Sorry, the older one gets to eat. You're sorry, you just happen to be born in a house. Where we have just so much, I, I like. I don't understand what the rationale is, and what's your answer to UTSA also undefeated? Why wouldn't they be in the talks? I mean, 
I'll indulge with with a little bit of nuance about this. It's imperfect, obviously, but <laughs> the difference is at least this year Cincinnati has attempted to, and you know Boise State in the past would argue that they did the same thing, but Cincinnati did do their best to, uh, to they scheduled Indiana from a power five conference. They did schedule Notre Dame. They went up there. They won that game. That I guess that's so the it does matter. So the schedule that does matter. Or does. It has to either matter or not matter. The team, the other teams on your schedule. I, I feel for the UTSAs of the world that I'm sure are out there saying, can we please mm. get you on our schedule? We'll come to you. Big power five school will play in your joint under your terms and all of that. And they probably get the hi hat with the, with those requests. I, right. I, I believe me. I, uh, I understand the imperfection of it, but I, my pushback on that is the same I give you all the time, and I, it must be unsatisfying as an answer for you because you don't want to take it. But when the Cowboys and Niners would play in the early 90s in the a NFC title game, it was understood that they were the two best teams playing each other. The loser didn't claim, yeah, but we know we're still the second best team. Send us to the Super Bowl instead of the AFC rep. We've seen enough of the Bills uh, pros, already. They're not going to win it. Send us, send us there and let us. Pros the Chargers, different. you're going to let the, the Niners play the Chargers in the Super Bowl? Come on, we know the Steelers are better than the Chargers. Send, just send the Steelers. Like, that's not, not how it works. They're in uh, it's there okay. Are, your Steelers, um, your Steelers uh, won a championship as a wild card too, so it goes both ways. I don't, but I just want to. I, I, I just want to take I, a look. Fandle is Georgia. Away my argument. I, I'm not saying I think that that was right. I'm not. I'm not going to not celebrate it if my team wins. But I'm not. But I, not like. What was I going to do? Be like, nope. I refuse to acknowledge it on principle. No. I of course I wasn't going to do that. I wouldn't go round and round with this, but and the committee is not great, and this will be easier once twelve teams are in the playoffs for sure. But uh, I'm sorry, I just want to see Alabama before UTSA. Um, Georgia minus one ten favored on uh, Fanduel to win the whole thing. Bama plus three fifty. Ohio State not even in the top four right now is in the top three odds wise at four to one. Oklahoma fourth at twenty to one. You don't even get Oregon who is in the top four until fifth best odds at 30 to one. And then there's Cincinnati 50 to one. Are you touching anyone Martin other than those first two? Well, I already had a Georgia ticket out from a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So like before the season started, whenever we did our extra points fantasy draft, I actually right. bought a Georgia ticket that same day. Um, but yeah, I'm not messing with any, I'm not, I'm just going to sit tight with my Georgia ticket and hold on to it because I mean, I think maybe Alabama has a shot, but the biggest thing that stuck out to me, I don't think that Michigan State is the third best team in the nation. I just, you know, I've seen them play like four or five times, and they were just down by 20 in the fourth quarter to Michigan. And Michigan ain't nowhere near a top five team. But they just beat a top out. 10 team in Michigan. They just beat Michigan them head sucks. to head. They're undefeated. Michigan stinks. Michigan stinks. <laughs> I'm a, what? They stink. I've seen this movie every how do, year. How do these things, how do the I guarantee you Michigan loses two more games this year? I guarantee you. How do results the not bowl. matter to you people? I don't. I don't understand what's wrong with you two. I mean, or and and apparently I'm in the minority on this. I think because um, Sal's just like, yeah, but we know Bama's. We know Bama's better. Like, well, then they shouldn't have lost at Texas A&M. And Michigan State just beat a top ten team in Michigan. That has to be worth enough to put them ahead of Alabama, who does have a loss on that. I, it makes no sense to me. I'm not, the I'm argument not you crazy. attempt to make the, here. 
Yeah, it, 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 it'll make sense. It'll make more sense in four weeks. Let's just say that. Right now, it is, it is too muddy to uh, decipher, but we can only go by the odds and what FanDuel has given us, and I still think those first two. I mean, check. Would you put money on three, four, five over Alabama? I mean, maybe that's, that's how you decide this. No, I just explained to you. I would pick the Dallas Cowboys in 1994 to whip the San Diego Chargers too. It doesn't mean that they belong in the Super Bowl over the team that got there via the path that's laid out it, for them. It this, means this subjective, it, it means you like, well, but we ultimately know Alabama. We know no, no, Alabama's no, no. better. It's like, well, so what? They lost. They lost the pick, game. Pick that your third team. That's, pick your third team. Who, no matter what, you're going to think is better than Alabama. So is your third team Ohio State? No. Is it? Is it Michigan State? Ohio is it? State. It's Ohio Who's State. Who's the best team? Are, Who's yeah, the best okay. are, team are you is Ohio State. That's not so the it, measure that applies in sports. It is, as Bill Parcell said, even though I can't quote him directly, I can't think of what it was, but you are what your record says you are. Alabama lost the game. Okay, so, good, so let me, not hold great on. Texas That's A&M not team. even what I'm how saying. How much is it like, well, but we still know, but we still know. Uh, they have more Martin, talent. how do like, I get, I'm not, not even saying this. I'm saying you get to decide who the better team is. You have $1,000. Are you putting it on Ohio State or Alabama? They both should be in the four. They should probably play each other if it's a two versus three. Where's your thousand dollars going? Probably, I probably. You know what? I would lean towards Ohio State, as a matter of fact. I you would. Say, okay. After all that belly aching, you better lean towards. Yeah, Ohio you absolutely. State. You're missing better. my point, even though I keep saying it. So apparently, I'm not articulating. I am missing well. your point it because that's matter. probably going to be the game. It does matter because that's probably going to be the game, and I'm giving you an opportunity to bet that game, Martin. My money's on Alabama. What are you? What are you taking in that hmm. game? I would take Alabama as well. Okay. I am too. Why don't yeah. we do that? I'm we sorry to offend Shaq. Schedule guys. Me, I don't care. But I don't no, I think Alabama. But de- Tennessee getting the number one seed in the AFC if Derrick Henry didn't get hurt doesn't make them the best team. It makes them based on the path they right. happen to things broke their way. They have a bum division, so they got to. I'm trying the, to make the I'm Patriots to bring and this. Brady got to play the Jets twice a year for, so the, for the most for practical decades. measure I can is that these two will play each other. And if you're sticking with Ohio State over Alabama, that's fine. That's so that's you actually do think they're better. I think that's a losing bet. Martin, I like Alabama. Go Georgia. That's what you know I what? say. I hope they win by double digits over the Tide, and that's that. And by the way, the Tide almost lost to Florida, too. So the, the, the thing like, wow, yeah, all right, you all have right, to play all right. their all schedule. Right. Michigan State's undefeated in the Big Ten. What are we talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, no, I don't, okay. Martin, I, I'm, Martin, I'm looking at um, uh, 3, 6, 9, 10, 31 teams, and UTSA is not in the mix. I don't. They are not listening to Damashek here about – how the uh, undefeated teams have done enough. In a shocking turn of events, they don't assume that UTSA can win a national championship. That's That's what you're telling. Go figure. I don't know. All right, let's, let's, you know what? Maybe Bumper Pool could sort this all out for us. All right, let's bring our guy in here. He's tackling opponents and tackling the task of getting the Extra Points podcast name out there, our NIL athlete and the best name in all of college football, Arkansas linebacker, Bumper Pool. What's happening, Bumper? Nothing much. What's going on, guys? Oh, look at him. He's got the Extra Points podcast hat there, Martin, Shaq. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? It's lovely. It's really working yeah, out. You, you, uh, there's another picture in there, too, um, you sent us. Really? Yes. This was the deal, right? We give you money. We're allowed to do that. We're allowed to put – you didn't even have to pick an MVP of the World Series. We just gave you money, and now you're going to get the name out. And there's a picture, I believe, um, he sent. Hold on. Uh, what, what's going on in this picture, Bumper? 
Yeah. So we're actually, um, this is uh, one of my buddy's house. That's my brother on the right. Uh-huh. And uh, we were watching uh, a little pregame uh, before the baseball game. I was like, hey, y'all, listen, listen to this podcast. They got some takes. And then we started kind of like making our own takes off of what y'all were saying. Um, but, you know, deep down, I'm excited that the Braves won. Um, I got a bunch of buddies that are a buddy that went to this, uh, went to the game. And uh, so it was cool seeing them. Yeah, that's a fun one, right? Oh, so you were, you were rooting for the Braves the whole time. Yeah, I felt it was a, a World Series. A lot of people didn't have a rooting interest because you didn't want to take the Astros for their cheating past and whatever if your Braves didn't seem to excite people. But you, I mean, what's your favorite sport other than football? Is it baseball? Um, it'd probably be basketball. Um, obviously, like, I'm a Texas Rangers fan, so we haven't won a World Series in quite some time. Yeah. But I was happy for Ron Washington getting his first. Right, for sure. Uh, how was your Halloween? Big parties down there in Arkansas? Did you dress up? Yeah, so we had a bye week, so we actually kind of got to hang out a little bit. And uh, so we went out as like 20 mafia. So it was it was a good deal. But what? But hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Wait, 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 wait a second. I'm sorry. I, I can't just let it was a good deal go by because I found out in, I found out in college that Halloween was one of my favorite holidays, right? <laughs> Absolutely one of my favorite holiday for winners, Bumper, never forget. So I want to know, like you out there, Mafia, like how was the night though? Like what did you like? Was it a dud of a night? Did you have a good time? Like what did you do? Honestly, it was more like a weekend. So like Friday night, we went to this. Um, it's kind of like this Halloween bar. Um, was a great time. You know, my my girlfriend she loves Halloween, so I had to kind of buy in. Um, but ultimately, I enjoyed it myself because the costume these days are unbelievable. So, but you said you went mafia. You didn't you didn't go couples costume with the, with your girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, no, I did. She was kind of like a, a flapper. Ah, you know, gotcha. I got you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, we have much to discuss, but I'm surprised that I, this hasn't occurred to me to ask you before, because I asked Jerry Rice once what his favorite kind of rice was, and he, saw, and he said, I've never been asked that before. And I said, really? Brown? White? Pilaf? He ultimately mm. went with brown. For the record. Now I ask you, Bumper Pool, are you good at pool? Because it would be weird if you weren't. Yes, no. I mean, I yes and no. I guess I'd say. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good, but we play probably about every day. Um, I actually have a pool table in my living room, so it's good. we kind of took the couch away and put a pool table right in the center of our place. So we on brand. I like that. We're on, we're on it quite a bit. I love it. Bumper back to football. You've recorded your 300th career tackle last week, a week before. You climbed up the list of all-time leaders at Arkansas. You're now tied for 16th. In Division One, with 77 this season, I feel like when you're tackling these guys, it'd be a great time to tell them to listen to Extra Points podcast, right? You're on top mm-hmm. of them, mm-hmm. right? You got them <laughs> down. You got them where you want them. A good three Mississippi count. You know, just whisper in their ear. Extrapoints.com. You know, something like that. Or you always plug about that. Always plugging. <laughs> I love it, Bumper. You have to defend, defend this, defend this crap as best you can. And I know you're going to, because we already had the conversation that you weirdly I'm against it. Philosophically, you root for the sec. Um, even though you're in the sec, so you should hate everybody else in the sec, but okay. Two te- Bama. Come on with this. Come on. They're undefeated teams in power five conferences behind Alabama. Make sense of this for me. Bumper. Ultimately. I think they look at, I mean, I think they look at the film, and I think if you look at, you know, the talent that Bama has and all the teams that they ranked, it's 
you can control your path if you win win games, but ultimately they're going to look who's playing the best ball on film, in my opinion. Which honestly, there's great arguments that since he should be, but I feel like if they went out, then they'll have their shot. You ha- you have to. You're right. What about Oklahoma? Bumper's right. Bumper's right. You have to take a look at the body of work in front of you. You have to. It's not enough to say, "Hey, we beat everybody on our schedule." Bumper, what would you beat UTSA? What would be the final score? Arkansas UTSA. Come on. No, Don't be I coach here. trailer. Coach Trailer came from Arkansas, and I love him. So, you know, I hope it's a good, <laughs> good hard fought game. But, you know, I'll say the Hogs were going to win. I would say so too. All right, you beat Arkansas Pine Bluff, right? You had team high eight tackles. It never gets easy in the SEC, which is why two teams are in the top four there. This weekend, Mississippi State, I'm thinking it's a weekend you get your first sack of the season. You have a celebration in mind? If I get the sack, you know, I'm, I'm going to the next play. <laughs> Act like you've been there. That's it? Really? Yeah. Absolutely. But you actually haven't been, like, if this is the first sack of the year, you haven't been there yet this year. So how are you supposed to act if you don't know? He doesn't know. No, I mean, if, I go out there, if I go out there and get my first one, everyone's like, oh, wow, he's just excited about his first sack. Get over it. Yeah, Damn. right. They'll assume it's your, like, 25th sack or something. <laughs> well, yeah. listen, the idea is that you get to play for the cow. How about these Cowboys, right? They're doing a backup it. Cooper Rush. It's so much fun. You got to watch them last Sunday night, I'm guessing. I mean, really, we could win the division, I think, with a backup quarterback. I don't know that any other team could say that. Yes, I mean, that one was so impressive. And it shows that, you know, the entire team, I mean, I heard, I think it was Chris Collins were saying about it, like, we have a great player at every position. So mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's not a weak spot right now, and I'm excited about it. You two with your we and us in this. Come on, you're a Razorback bumper pool. I, I, by the way, I, I'll thank you to talk a little more crap. I think you're a little too pleasant on all <laughs> subjects. I want to put you on the spot somehow that you can't wiggle out of. Okay. Since you want to tout the SEC so much, Give us a pick. You've seen them. Georgia, Bama, who would win that SEC title game that seems almost inevitable at this point? Well, um, I've played Georgia. I haven't played Bama, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Georgia. I mean, they're, yeah. they're just – their defense is that good, I mean, every single one of them. And, you know, we kind of have a Georgia style here at Arkansas from Pittman being from Georgia, so I kind of root for Georgia deep down. There you go. Hmm. Well – uh, I mean, yeah, they're, I think this is the first time they're favored over Alabama in, in a, a very long time, and it makes sense. That defense is so stifling. Um, not stifling, though. Your brand-new shirts really seem like a good fit. I've seen them. You know, we're bumper guys. Where can we get these shirts? Yes, so I just, like, teamed up with this company called Being Limited. They kind of do the college T-shirts. Uh, Bryce Young, he's got a shirt with them. Um, uh, what's his name? Matt Corral's got a shirt with them. Mm-hmm. So um, if you just go on my link on Instagram or Twitter, it's in my bio, and you should just go to Be Unlimited Athletes Collection, and then you'll see my shirt on the website. So it's brand new. Actually just happened yesterday. So it's kind of like breaking news to everybody. Whoa, man, he doesn't know the name of your quarterback. Whoa, bumper <laughs> pool. I can't believe it. Whoa, headlock. Whoa, disrespect. I can't believe it. Right? Like that, Bumper. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> a little subtle, right? A little, little subtle, a uh, little controversy. All right, we got it going. <laughs> hey, Poole, uh, Sal the other day floated this, and I it, it was like, ah, maybe, and I've, I've given it some thought, and I'll give my answers a little later on, but um, if we get to it, but very quickly, if not the Razorbacks get up, which is pretty nice, clean and simple, 
what is the best SEC uniform? He said, by the way, SEC uniforms top to bottom are the best in college football. Big 10, Pac-12, actually pretty good too. But SEC has, to me, it's a plague of maroon down in the SEC, including you guys. Forgive me for saying so. But what's the best? What's a lot of maroon down there? I'm going to get away from red. We've been uh, we've watched a bunch of Kentucky just because they played Mississippi State last week, and I'm a fan of that blue. And hmm. they, they the Kentucky is an underrated jer- jersey. It really is. It is the whole uniform. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to beat the SEC matchup, Shaq. You just have, color wise, it's just pleasant to the eye. A Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon. Did you see a and Well, guess what? When you watch afternoon. Pool and Company play Mississippi State, you're gonna ha- it's gonna look like a scrimmage because they both have maroon on. Arkansas and AM, same thing. Bama versus any of the teams I just named. There's a lot no, of maroon out there. No, and here comes isn't. Oklahoma to join the mix, too. It's a mess it of maroon. Bumper's going to wear his own shirts. There's a yeah. huge difference between maroon and red. I'm not a fan of maroon at all. There you go. So, <laughs> keep that record straight. Good. I like it. You, you schooled Shaq on the uh, color I'm about spectrum. to say, be yeah. careful what you wish for, Shaq. Bumper Pool's <laughs> talking to somebody, and it's you. <laughs> Listen, it doesn't matter. He's going to be wearing the blue and silver next year for the Dallas Cowboys. He's going to lead that linebacking core. Oh, it's going to be just going to be terrific. What a, what a dream. You, you won't ever the speak The only one who bumper bump bad mouths is Damashek. That's the only one he goes after. Everybody else, he comes up with a nice way to get out of uh, uh, saying anything. Good. He's learned. He's learned it right. All right, Bumper, good luck this week. We're going to buy those shirts. Go to Bumper's uh, Instagram account. Got the link right there. going to be a lot of fun. Bring home a win, all right, Bumper? We'll talk to you. Perfect. Thank you guys so much. All right. Matthew Corral. Matthew Corral is his name for future reference. (laughs) All right. I really want him to be a cowboy. I really do. I know he'll never talk to us again, but if that's the case. But for God's sakes, that'd be fun. Tackling machine. Now that you're pally with him, yes, I I suppose you would like that. What's weird is guys like uh, Babyface Joel texting Mm. us offline, and now you're starting to see it as though – that's something that the GM of the Steelers would think like, boy, I want to get the kid from Pitt here. I guess it is a nice story, but this thing that you're seeing showing up now in, in uh, you know, draft projections and everything is Kenny Pickett to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, oh, you like that. That's an interesting one. Oh, well, yeah. fine with me. Be fine. Steelers need a quarterback? So I've no, heard, yeah. So I've one heard. more year. The one they've got, the one they got uh, through some good passes there in a big game. Over in Cleveland, even though he's this is now even though three games, he right? Have been retired. Yeah, I mean, three I without know. an interception. We don't have to talk about that. Let's let's not live life in the rearview mirror. Let's look ahead. The big game oh. is now the Browns and the Bengals. That's the huge game upcoming here because that uh, you know, I think the Browns are just fine so long as they beat the Bengals. They're right in the mix there. These divisional games are huge, but the the Bengals get that one. Now we're really into a mess with this Odell versus Baker thing. And I think I, I, I would like to repeat it to go way back to where we were about 30 minutes ago um, with the Odell conversation. I'm fascinated by the – and I like Baker Mayfield. If you saw him late in the fourth quarter when he got knocked out of bounds and you know on the bum mm-hmm. left arm and everything and half his body is broken and Minka Fitzpatrick belted him as he stepped out of bounds and it was like oh my god is he is he really hurt now and he got up and he did the first down thing I think that is awesome if you're a Cleveland sports fan I think that's the guy that's the the moxie or whatever that you want out of him but I mm-hmm. remember talking on draft day or the that night Baker Mayfield goes one overall and I'm like wasn't Sam Darnold the pick there and he's like nope 
he is a lion. Baker Mayfield's a lion. I'm like, is he going to get along with like the big personalities though in that locker room like Odell? And he said, no, no. Odell is a peacock, and a peacock will always back down to a lion. How about that mm. now? I don't think I don't think Odell's backing down. Or at least this old man posting videos. Do we believe that Odell's old man did so that either. on his own, or that Odell was like, "Yeah, go ahead and post that old." Yeah, go ahead. Let call him out. There. I'm not I'm not sure who you talked to, but uh, they didn't exactly lose that argument with the same, oh, Baker being over Sam I know. Arnold. I think it's still up. I'm in saying the air I like right it. Now. But yeah. I, but but Odell's not backing down to that stuff, and now you got another. I'm in, I'm not indicting Baker. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm saying Odell, this peacock and stuff ain't worth it, especially mm. with him. At least if it's T.O., at least he's always productive when it, when he was on your team. Odell Beckham catches two passes a game. What are what are what is this fixation? This this covetous posture that pro football teams have for Odell Beckham at this point? It's weird. The Saints. Well, that's what we need. We better go get that guy. I was like, hold on a second, because I mean, I don't know if you watched the eleven minute video, but he gets open. The guy can't get him. <laughs> Baker can't get him the ball. Like he's open. Like he's open. And he's taking two safety. He's taking a safety in a corner with him everywhere he goes on the defense. It's a good reason why the, the the Browns can run like they can is because they have a light box every time, and Odell's out there when he's healthy. I feel Baker's father can make at least a six minute video of all the times that <laughs> Odell kind of cost them. <laughs> didn't didn't. Uh, let a drive live on or whatever else. I don't know how it turns out. We'll talk about Cincinnati Cleveland more on Friday. I, really, you get you really, I don't know what kind of chance you're taking with either team. We've seen every facet of both teams, like b- terrible, mediocre, needs four quarters to score 13 points. Cincinnati Cleveland, that whole division is kind of, that. that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Like, I don't want to say nobody tune into us until week 12, but week 12, <laughs> going into week 12, there's going to be a bunch of teams that are still five and five, and this is three or four weeks away, five and five plus their bye going into week 12, and there'll still be seven games left, right? So I don't want to say take a break from us and take a break from sports talk for the next month, but we got a long way to go, and especially in that division, Shaq, is so a different side well, of every team every week. I, I do kind of look at the chapter to chapter you know, kind of uh, vibe of of football, whether it's college football or pro, and what are the the captivating moments within a- any given chapter? And right now, they are, to me, the Bills are the clear cut best AFC team. the a- The AFC North is really interesting because it's all about the division head to heads. They're gonna cannibalize each other, and who wins those games is gonna define who wins that division. The Number one seed in the NFC is another one. They played with fire, did your Cowboys with Cooper Rush. They got to wait. Are you going to go over every storyline in football right now? Because I need to get to this fan. I'm just giving you the three that fascinate me. The three that fascinate me are the AFC North, (laughs) the number one seed in the NFC, and those last two playoff slots in the NFC because it's All the right. top heavy guys and then who's going to sneak into that back the giants if they would have won that game they'd be right there i know eddie sure. spaghetti now is off the the ship there they win that game they're right there man with a with a chance to make a playoff push with Jameis out in new orleans of course the yeah the falcons are still in it as bad as they're yeah. they are and everything for that 17 spaghetti you do have news on the giants not not great yeah well saquon's already banged up with his ankle but now he um is tested positive for COVID 19 the good news is though he is vaccinated so if he has two negative tests in a 24-hour period he's cleared to play but as it is with his ankle being messed up it doesn't look good for sunday 
Interesting. All right. Dang, well, so he's on the injury report twice. Yeah, I know. He's like, take your pick with Saquon. Uh, hey, FanDuel, they're doing it again. They want you to get the most out of every NFL game day. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same-game parlay with three legs or more. And if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to $10. How about how about Colts, Jets, Thursday night football? We'll get your picks in a second, fellas. Colts defense could play well, beat the Jets. What do you want to do? Wentz? Over passing yards, you want to go uh, Michael Carter over rushing yards, you want to go the Jets plus the points, put those together, make a nice same game parlay, fast payouts, easy to use, safe and secure. America's number one sports book, no feeling like nailing a same game parlay, lock in your bet today. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, they're offering a risk-free $1,000 bet. If you prefer that, just sign up with promo code extra points. And if your first bet loses, you get up to $1,000 back in site credit. That's promo code Extra points. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Virginia, 800-270-7117 in Michigan, 800-889-9789 in Tennessee, and 800gambler.net in West Virginia. Yes. All right, I want to get your picks Thursday night. I can't do it. I have to do it on Fox. I've lost two in a row, fellas. But right now, Fandle's giving us Colts minus 46 and a half. Martin, you have a feel on this game? Yeah, I feel like I don't want to watch it. No, uh, I'm going to, of course. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I feel like Jets 10 and a half. It, I've just been riding underdogs in these primetime games. And I actually have felt good about the underdog having a shot at winning outright. I have no faith that the Jets are going to beat the Colts. But I'm just going to go ahead and stick with Jets 10 and a half because, like, I just don't – I Mike White, maybe? I don't know. 350? Maybe he throws for 300 yards instead of 450? I don't know. I'm going someone, Jets 10 and a half for no good in. reason, really, at, at whatsoever. What I think the Colts are good and going to go on a run. Was it 150 but. to 1 someone cashed in at? Uh, yeah. Uh, on Mike White to be the leading passer in the league. Wow, you really are. Uh, you maybe used one of those one eight hundred numbers I uh, I rattled off before to have Mike White. It's a big win. Good job. But my God, imagine that. Check. Can it can it be a repeat Mike White performance? No, I mean, listen. The big uh, passing numbers to be a curmudgeon. You should, as Tom Brady, the goat himself, points out. Everything favors the passer. Now we can't ki- every time our jaw can't hit the floor when some rando has a big game mm. because you're supposed to have big games if you're the quarterback at this point. Everybody, the 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 league has made it so that you're supposed to thrive. Um, I think that that number feels real heavy. And I bet there are a lot of New York-based bettors that are like, hey, the Jets are showing signs of life and uh, Salah's plan is coming together ahead of schedule and all that. Colts by double digits. They're going to they're really? gonna smoke them, I think, to, you know, as much as the Colts can smoke another pro football team. I think that they're going to double-digit win against the Jets in a game that the Colts obviously have to be looking at the standings and saying, fellas, no, no more wiggle room here. We must hammer the Jets here and get back on track if we're oh, re- so st- realistically, you know. I, I know you and Spaghetti spoke about it, and we talked about it on minus three, and I think uh, TJ and Martin discussed on Love and Pepper Parley. The Colts are going to – they, they could have been a game out looking up 
at the Derrick Henryless Titans, and then oh. a half game out after this win over the Jets, probably. But they, they got to kill them. So like, there's a 14 nothing lead against this Titans team who was due for a letdown after being due for a letdown after being due for a letdown. I don't know if they get that back, but you talk about seven seed check. They'll uh, definitely be in the mix there for that last playoff spot for sure. I think you that well, so. not if they lose to the Jets. I mean, that's no, no. I mean, yeah. if we haven't already gotten some canaries in the coal mine uh, via Carson Wentz's left uh, left handed throws uh, at the goal line and all of that losing to the Jets would be that that would be no, that yeah, would be enough that. evidence for me to say, well, that's that goodbye Colts. We'll see you next year. You're, you're finished. If you, if you that would be it for sure in this spot. They have the Jaguars, they have the Texans, they have the Jaguars again. So those are really, they have, they have to win those three. They have to win the Jet game. And then that puts them at what, seven wins? I guess they need two more after that. Yeah, uh, Bucks, uh, Patriots, Cardinals. I guess it gets tough, but they would definitely. But you got to be sick to, to your point. And the Spaghetti made that point the other day when we were kibitzing about it as well. Man, oh, man, if you knew you were going to wake up to Derrick Henry's Ugh. foot being broken as the Colts, I mean, they've got to yeah. just be absolutely disgusted right now. Oh, they could. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what would our conversation be like? Colts are going to get them. Titans are maybe a wild card at this point. Do we give the Titans any chance, by thanks to still being in an atrocious division, do we give them any chance of holding off all comers and and uh be in the number one seed because I in think January. Oh, oh, and what? Yeah, I don't know the one overall. Well, here's what's interesting, Shaq, and I haven't seen this. I don't think in in a couple of years now since the Chiefs um, have been the the Chiefs that we once knew. The mm-hmm. NFC is favored as the winning conference. So if you could pick a conference, Martin, to win the Super Bowl, you have to, and you want the NFC, you have to lay a dollar thirty six to win a dollar plus one twelve on the comeback for the AFC. This is on Fanduel. Fandle.com slash extra points. Interesting. I guess the reasoning is as long as you have the Chiefs out of the mix, and it looks that way right now, uh, that an NFC team, maybe the Super Bowl champs, the Bucks, or maybe Aaron Rodgers Packers, if he gets back uh, healthy, that's the favorite. Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, I don't well, know maybe, what other uh, AFC team they would expect to be favored in the Super Bowl at this point. So maybe maybe uh, Trevor Simeon and the Saints? No. Mm. Uh, but it's interesting to think about, even like this far out, because if you look at the NFC, obviously they have, what, probably seven of the best 10 teams in the league, or maybe six of the best 10 teams in the league. So. And they all would be favored. This is an opportunity to get them at, what, my, you said minus 130, right? Minus 136 for NFC. So they're saying best case scenario or most likely scenario because these are the top two teams to to odds wise to win the Super Bowl. Bills and Bucks. So I guess they're saying that game would yield the Bucks as a two and a half, three point favorite. Basically, what they're saying. But I'm I'm looking at it like you know, okay, that's what they think now. But like, let's say the Bills stumble and you get that NFC ticket early. That NFC team is going to be favored by more than a field goal at minimum versus any other team in the AFC that will make it to the playoffs, right? Ravens are the sixth best team, and that's the next best AFC team odds-wise. So you get an opportunity for a minus 136 money line when it's going to be minus 250, minus 200 later on down the line. Maybe. Maybe. Shaq, your AFC was supposed to be so strong. 
Not the case. Well, it is. It is. It, it's got greater depth. I, but I think Martin is. Uh, it, it hits the nail on the head there. It's the Bills or any of four or maybe five teams. I, you know, I think that we're going to look back in that Cardinals loss, even though they still could have won that game. That's. I don't think that that team is ultimately going to be fighting it out for the number one seed. I don't think they're going to ultimately be fighting it out for the division title. Spoiler alert, I think the Niners are going to get him this week and make it a two-game skid. Um, mm. But I, I so, want to yeah, check. I, mean, I did. You're, we, you're we went over this. The, you're playing the odds that the Bills maybe stumble and one of those right. four or five NFC teams is going to get in the Super Bowl. So your odds uh, – you're – uh, favored to take the NFC side because there's going to be a real good team from the NFC certainly and if it's not the Bills then who is it spoiler no I don't think you're playing the odds that they stumble even if they are in the Super Bowl one of those NFC teams is going to be favored by at least minus over the Bills yeah sure yeah I think yeah really? I think if you had Cowboys Bills the Cowboys would be favored yeah Bucks would be favored for sure I think Aaron Rodgers Packers would be favored I think uh, really? I, I do want to say, you bring up the Cardinals. We we discussed this on uh, Against All Odds. I'm infatuated with these season win totals as they up. This is a new thing. Fandle does it. Uh, new, relatively new. I'm Like five years ago, you couldn't do that. You'd bet the teams over-under in the preseason, and that was it. You couldn't touch it. Now they update the, the over-under win totals every week. This one jumped out at me. Martin Cardinals, over-under win total currently. What do you think it is? And they're currently sitting at... What are they, seven and one right now? Yes. 11? Okay, Sheck, what do you think? I'm going to go 10 and Oh, for God's sakes. It's fine. I don't know. 13, 13 and a half. 13 and a half, oh. and a half is the over-under. They're expecting okay. to get 14 and three. I'm going under that. I think that's a great sure. bet under with all those division games. Don't count it's Seattle. You know, when they play Seattle, that's not an easy win all of a sudden, you know, and they still have the Rams. Rams will be looking for revenge. Niners. I don't think these teams are junk. NFC West isn't as strong as we, we thought, but 13 and a half, they're going to go 14 and three. Yeah, I think that must be what it is. That's what they're, they, the books right. disagree with Sheck. They, they don't think the 49ers are any good. They don't think that the, you know, we'll get that. Like that, that must be it, right? They, Seattle and, and San Francisco, they must not think can be competition because otherwise you figure they'll split with the Rams. But after that, those two division games are the ones that I would, you would think would be the ones that are one of the bigger, bigger struggles. Home for Rams, home for Colts, at Cowboys, all tough. At Bears, who knows, December 5th. And then, like I said, Seahawks uh, a couple times could split with them. Cardinal mm -hmm. Panthers uh, next week. I don't know. I think that's I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on them for 14. And there's some fun ones out there, Sal. You've hooked me on this uh, season win total thing, too. I was I, there are a lot of fun ones to run through. The Chiefs are a great one. The Bengals yeah. are a very fun one to look at right now. You think, oh, they got to. They've got them at um, uh, nine and a half now. Um, and you think, well, that's a gimme, right? They're, they're, they've got five wins already. Go through it and find mm -hmm. for me the five wins on their remaining schedule. I think that's a fun, dangerous, uh, if you like to not just survive but live, bet the Bengals under um, mm -hmm. five more wins here the rest of the way. Look at, look at uh, the games and tell me where, where the uh, 
where they're you think they're getting five wins. It's it's, it's so many. I, I really I, I I could do this forever. I love it. I mean, I it's know. great toilet time stuff. Yeah, Bengals five. Yeah, but you know what? I look at the AFC North, and you could say for the AFC West, like, oh, look at the Chiefs' opponents. Like, okay, the Chargers have the same kind of schedule. They're very similar. You're like AFC North, like, oh, look at the Bengals perform. Look at the Browns. The rest of the schedule, like, yeah, that whole division kind of plays the same type of schedule. So it's really a. Uh, Tough to uh, like I said. Check back with us on uh, week twelve. We'll, we'll be uh, we'll be laser focused. We'll be able to figure out one thing. Martin Lions five to one to go winless. Close. That now we're getting close. I, I think we yeah, can maybe yeah. they have that. Like I said, that Thanksgiving game against the Bears. They don't have a lot of other opportunities to win games, and they just might be that. And plus, you know, you know, teams pack it in at some point in the season. Five to one might not be bad at this point. Yeah, you know, I'm starting to, starting to, you know, there's only so often you can go with the, they really play hard. And it's really hard to say that they're playing hard when they give up, what is it, first team in NFL history to lose by 35 or more to a team with a losing record? That's a, like, astounding to me. I sent that to you the other day. Like, it, it's crazy that a team wasn't 0-1, you know, and, and, and won by 38. This is the first time ever, Shaq, that a team lost by 37 or more. To a losing team, but the, which the Lions did to the Eagles, and they got a, killed. That raw, a, raw stuff does not. I mean, it just you, you'd like to think from all our lives of watching movies and seeing Vince Lombardi fiery speeches and Newt Rockney black and white clips and everything else. It just doesn't seem to have any meaning in pro football hmm. in tw- in the twenty first century. Dan Campbell is. That's we. I mean, you better. If it's the only thing that he's got, if it's the only thing that you got, if that's your fastball, is that we're gonna go and kick him in the ass? Then yeah, you're out. You're, <laughs> you're gonna be. You're gonna have a lot of trouble, right? Like if that's your fastball, if that's like if now if you're throwing that as a curve because you actually know what you're doing every other time, then I mm-hmm. feel like 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 Mike Tomlin right. can go in there and, and and go and kick the door down. And everybody's gonna be like, oh my goodness, okay, let's go play ball. But it's also because Mike Tomlin has a track record of yeah. incredible, you know, success. In the he NFL. won the locker room a long time ago. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, but, I mean, I'm looking like the Lions. They do have winnable games. They have the Bears. They're going to win at the game. Falcons. You think so? Maybe yeah, the I, Steelers. I, I, Steelers. I, I November. Fun one. November 14th. Steelers. In, hey, listen. In I, I, we can talk about it on Friday. I. I. I know. I. Talk, you know the chapter every week, and let's focus on. This is the game for the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night. The Bears. This is four and three is is fine. It's a little. It's probably kind of good, depend depending on where your head comes down um, on these things. Four and three is is pretty good, especially winning in Cleveland with all the noise mm. leading up to that one. If they can win that one, and then they get Detroit, they should be six and three. And they're in a pretty good spot. They, they just right. gotta, then you, then, then you just got to go four and four. You just got to get 500 the rest of the way. <laughs> and that's, te- listen, that's 10 wins and that should be a playoff spot. And to me, that's a happy ending for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2021, given all the doom and gloom and mm. getting them over that eight and a half season win total and all of that. But it all falls apart if they can't handle Justin Fields on Monday. I agree. Spaghetti, read this real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll throw to the ending here. We've been going way too long here. Just, but what you have new news here about the yeah. Browns. 
Yeah, a few uh, reports coming out the Browns and Odell Beckham. Uh, this is from Mike Silver that uh, earlier today, uh, Kevin Stefanski told his players that Odell Beckham is essentially not on the team right now, and he's been told to stay home. Another tweet I saw, um, apparently uh, Browns That's not GM, good when the coach is saying that. <laughs> Browns GM Andrew Berry and Odell Beckham's agent are talking through his status right now, so it seems like his days as a, a Cleveland Brown are numbered. I want to see the 11-minute video that Odell's father puts up of Kevin Stefanski screwing up. Maybe the way he throws a challenge flag or something. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to break it down. Oh, man. I love what I, what's great is that Marty Weiss definitely will want Odell if he's released. He will want him Absolutely, signed without 90 seconds later, and so will Andy Reid and Jeff Schwartz and all the Chiefs backers. There will be a fight among... Really good teams, good organizations and all that for this guy who has done nothing. And I, I like Odell. I think he's a great, you know, he's a he's a global figure. He's inspirational to the kids across yeah. the big blue marble. He's a dynamite talent. But at some point, doesn't it matter that, that, that he's clearly a pain in the ass? <laughs> he, he is disruptive. And he was Where? with the Giants, but, too. I like I like him a lot, too. But it's hard to argue with the results at this point. I just I, I I've heard this a million times. Sure, with with the Giants, he's disruptive. I get it. He's disrupting a legend, Eli Eli Manning, and all of that, right? I yes. understand that. And Correct. the Giants have been oh so great since he's left, right? There's right. been zero distractions. But what has Odell done in Cleveland besides just go play football and be hurt? Like he doesn't tweet, he doesn't be on Instagram. He's 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 not even like doesn't catch passes. But no, but you, but no, that's not what you, that's not what your complaint was about. It was, it was all about, he's a distraction. He's this, he's that. Like what I is said, he if he's T.O., if he's a pain in the ass like T.O., at least T.O. was productive on Sunday. So then you deal with it. If you're Odell Beckham catching two passes a game, what are we talking about? That this, the weekly obsession, because Big has to answer questions constantly about it. Like what, what, are you going to get the ball to Odell more like? Man, we're winning games. What are you talking about? Do, do I am I going to target this guy more? I don't care as long as we're winning. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I forgot. This is Antonio Brown PTSD because he was such a distraction. He was terrible. He's yeah. that. And you know what he's I got? A Super Bowl ring and a top tier organization, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of Tom Brady. Well, there it you does. Go. It does. There is always going to be that, right? Like, hey, Odell will go to Tampa and Tom Brady will make him a star again, right? So you have to mm -hmm. leave that open. Maybe Sam Donald goes to another team. He could do something, although that's proving false now. So maybe mm -hmm. there's one more shot, a different location for Odell Beckham to make it work. But uh, I, don't, I don't think it's Cleveland. There's no coming back from this. And when your coach says you're not part of the team, he's pretty familiar with the roster. I think that's uh, – that's a bad, bad sign for Odell's future in Cleveland. All right, I was bummed when the Saints didn't trade for him. I you thought they were going to trade for him. Michael Thomas now out for the year. There's an annual right. reminder that he's not going to play football. Maybe that is a, a good uh, – well, now, now they can't get him, I guess, right? Uh, I guess uh, I guess if the Browns just cut him, then right. you can pick him up, right? Okay, so that's the best uh, case scenario here for Odell. Minus three, Dave Damashek, Kevin Hench. Check it out. Thursday, Martin Weiss, Lemon Cup Parlay. You did it with uh, with TJ Hushmanzada. That was a fun one. Check out the Megan Fun of Sports podcast. You got Spaghetti and Jen Piacenti doing their waiver wired. That's today. And against all odds, we're going to go over the Thursday night game. We're going to go over the weekend games in the next couple of podcasts. And just a reminder, go to our arcade, extrapoints.com slash arcade, play free to play games, lots of cool prizes. And another reminder, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites.